Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org. as we were worshiping the Lord just gave me this thought that moments like this we think we think that rah 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 is the powerful moment but actually moments like this it what is what breaks chains there's a verse that says deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls all your breakers and waves have rolled over me this i was always praying now the lord showed me the picture of mary at jesus feet and he she brought the expensive perfume and she anointed his feet and she's crying she's wiping his feet with her hair it was an extravagant display and i believe that in this moment there is a it's a breakthrough moment I believe that the things that have been resisting, the things that have been, that if you will pour yourself out at the feet of Jesus, if you will anoint his feet with everything that you're carrying, with all of your being, there is a breakthrough moment right now. The virtue of Christ. We talk about his blood is sufficient and it is. But there's something that happens when we worship in the middle of resistance, when we give an offering of sweet adoration. It doesn't have to be this a warrior strong thing. It actually is more warrior to be at the feet of Jesus with your hair and your tears anointing his feet than actually yelling at a wall to come down. More can happen in that moment. And so we're here in this moment. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to close your eyes. I want, this is an, about an audience of one with the king. And I want you just to start to let the song that's in you or the sound, the tears if it's tears, the adoration, whatever it is that God has placed in you, whatever is even, whatever has been feeling emotional, turn it into worship right now and put it at the feet of Jesus. Just start, don't look at your neighbor, focus on the king and just start lifting up your voice. Start to say, thank you God. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you that you are enough. Thank you that you're sufficient. I adore you King Jesus. I adore you God. I thank you Lord for what you've done for me. I thank you God that your blood is sufficient. I thank you Lord that it doesn't matter what emotions I'm experiencing, I can turn them into worship at your feet you hear me you heal me you restore me you're my deliverer you're my savior you're my king God I anoint your feet God with every tear with every emotion that's in me Lord I present it to you God I worship at your feet because you're worthy it doesn't matter the experience I'm having it doesn't matter my financial experience 
circumstance, but I turn to you, Jesus. I turn to you, Jesus, and I focus all of my attention on you. God, I give all of myself to you as an offering. You are so worthy, Jesus. You are so worthy of everything that I have. You're so worthy of all the breath within me. You're so worthy of my praise and adoration. God, you're so worthy. Lord, you're worth it all. You are worth it all. Lord, I give it all to you, Jesus. Come on, start lifting up your voice. Start lifting up your voice. Start lifting up your voice in thanksgiving, in adoration. Come on, the breakthrough is right. This is high praise to the King of glory. There is nothing that he is not worthy of. There is not one thing that is not worthy to be given to the King. Come on, he's purchased everything. It's really all about making him big. Real big. I just kept seeing this word. I was just, I don't know if you ever just leaf through Psalms sometimes and just let whatever your eye catches just kind of land on it. All I could see today was magnified, let him be magnified, 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 magnified. And I'm like, okay. If you need to sit down, you can. I might have you stand up later, but you can stay standing. We're on the edge of something really big okay we know that if you have any kind of sense but we still have the choice about whether we're going to believe the report of the Lord or whether we're going to look around at all the circumstances all the giants all the enemies all the dark all the bad you know what I'm saying because we know what God said And there's a song that we sang in the 90s and I can't get this out of my head and I said, God, take it out of my head if you don't want me to do this and it's still in my head. And I remember all the words and that's a miracle, so I'm gonna tell it to you. It says, Lord, I've made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, forgive me. I believed in a lie that you were unable to help me. But now, oh Lord, I see my wrong. Show yourself, make yourself strong. In my eyes and in my song, oh Lord, be magnified, be magnified, be magnified, be magnified, be magnified. And just my exhortation to us is that we have to, with our mouth, magnify the Lord. We take what we have here today and we go tomorrow and we say God I magnify you above what I see every one of us has stuff that's going on you have hurdles you have obstacles you have things that you're like we have to magnify the Lord we have to make him big really really big because he is and I want us to stand and I just want us to corporately repent and I'm I'm doing this with you I want us to repent for, for believing that God's smaller than our circumstances, whatever it is. Because repentance starts in the house of the Lord. It's not gonna start out there, which they need it. They need the spirit of repentance to fall on them, but it doesn't, it's gotta start with us. It starts at the house of the Lord first, right? So I'm just, I just want you to 
I think you need, I don't know, I think maybe we need to repeat, 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 repeat. And I'm going to, re- I don't know what I'm going to say. So, Lord, Lord. We, repent we repent of thinking you're too small, for our circumstances, for our obstacles, for the walls that are in front of us. We say right now, you are God. And you are the king of the universe. There's no one bigger than you. And we declare that with our mouth. Lord, be magnified above all else, all the enemies, above the devil, above the lies that we believe. We say, Lord, we believe your word. Lord, just right now, I thank you that that we come to you as a body, Lord. We, We say this with our word. We turn away from believing that you're not big enough. For whatever that is, I don't know, I feel like it's a lot of things with a lot of people that we know in our head, but we have to speak it out and believe it because God is looking for people right now that are going to stand in faith and not unbelief. And I'm not talking about what's going on with Steve. If there was nothing going on with Steve, I wouldn't even be, I'd still be saying this. It's about a lot of stuff, guys, right now, okay? We have to stand with the report of the Lord right now. It's really, really important in our lives and what God's doing, okay? So again, God, I thank you that this is a house full of faith. And you want this thing, you want the faith and to spread. You want this to be a city full of faith, not just a church full of faith. And the only people that are going to do it are your people. So we make a commitment today, God, that we are going to stand and believe your word. We're going to make you big. We're going to make you really, really big. Tomorrow morning, we're going to make you really big in our life, whatever's going on. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're going to make you big. We're going to make the declaration of who you are in our circumstances. And we're going to see things shift. We're going to see things shift. Okay. That was a setup set up for my whole message set up for what God showed me there was a point in our worship where inter- our worship became intercession by the spirit we may not have known but something was happening and the spirit of the Lord tells me and he shows me the floodgates was released north, south, east, west and they uprooted the trees of wickedness and unrighteousness it was just like it was just just uprooting the wickedness in the city and then the Lord said to me this move of God will carry a supernatural power for repentance that people are going to say I'm a sinner and I need Jesus and I want to turn my life around I don't want to just have an encounter and go like that was cool I want to turn my life around so that I live in a way I've never lived before so I want you if you if you can stand your feet stand your feet I want you to lift your hands right now we're going to release to the city whoa (laughs) show 
an angelic army that carries the anointing to release on people repentance the desire for a turnaround the desire for a turnaround so father lord god let this lord god let this move we call forth the anointing of the 1905 revival which was a repentance revival they would be in bars and go like i can't do this i can't do this Portland was the, the number one trafficking city for in human trafficking in the world. And it was shifted and changed through repentance. Whoa. So loud in the name of Jesus, we release out into the city. Whoa. The spirit of repentance. The desire to turn our lives around. Knowing that we are sinners. Need of a savior. Who can lift us and put us where we belong. So, Lord God, I just thank you right now. We're going to start seeing it even this week. It's already been happening. I've met people who actually knew it and led themselves to the Lord because they knew they were sinners. But, Lord, I just thank you right now that, that, that Lord, I thank you for those seeds that have already been in the ground. Lord, I pray right now that that flood would right now water those seeds of repentance. Water the seeds of repentance. So that this will be a transformed city. In the name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. All right. Wow. So today I want to invite you guys into... Um, I want to invite you guys into my life. How you doing, Steve? You know, how's it going? I'm going to tell you how it's going. Not just physically, but I'll tell you what God is doing. Because that's the most important part. Yeah. Right? And uh, I, I just want to share with you about how I'm walking through this journey, how God is showing up in my life. And I can tell you guys something. He is blanking me with his presence. I've never heard his voice like I'm hearing his voice right now. You can't hear? Okay, Tony, make sure that they can hear me back there. Okay, thank you. Well, you. Wow, it just seems super loud to me, but it's okay. I'm good. I'm good with it. So, so anyways, I just want to invite you into what God has been doing in my life because I believe there's something for all of us in it. Come on, because we're a family. We're walking through this together. And if the enemy reached out and touched me, is because he wants to scatter you because you smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. But you won't. You won't. Woo, I love you guys. So today I'm, gonna, I'm just going to just, just really uh, just walk you into this thing. So we're going to start with Isaiah 43. Yeah, there we go. Make sure that I'm on the right one you got. Yeah, Isaiah says this, but now this is what the Lord says. He who is your creator, Jacob. He's, oh, so that's not for us. It's for Jacob. You got to remember this. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus for us. All the covenants are com were completed in him. So therefore, we have access to every promise and every covenant. So get your doctrine right. But now, this is what the Lord says. I've created you, Steve. I've formed you. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. And one of the reasons we do not fear is because literally he is our avenger. Because this word redeem means to be avenged. 
He doesn't just take you out of the situation. <laughs> he goes in and goes like, oh, I'm going to just deal with what happened here. Wow. And, and, and that's, that's based on the kinsman redeemer where it was a person in the family that could go in and take you out of slavery if you brought, were brought into slavery. They could go in and pay your debts. They could go in and just redeem what things had happened to you. Even if you, if you, you, know, you're, you're, you, you die, they were able to marry the, the, the wife so that they could have children so they could be redeemed that the lineage would not stop. So, even, it was all about redeeming what was lost. What did Jesus say? I come to seek and save that which was lost. He is our kinsman redeemer. Even as far as, (laughs) so what is he promising? Why is he promising this to us? I have called you by name because you are mine. You, we belong to him. So let's go on. So when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scourged. No, the flame will burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. The promise to us who belong to him is not that we won't have tribulation, but we will have salvation when there is tribulation. Come on. When there's adversity, there's deliverance. See, every time you're about to go to the threshold of destiny and purpose, fire's on the threshold. Floods are on the threshold. They came to the land of Israel, and the Jordan was flooded. Ooh, no big deal. (laughs) Well, look what happened. Then there's the biggest walled city ever constructed by humans. No big deal. Look what happened. Because he is with us. We're in a time where we've been waiting on the promises of the Lord for the glory of the Lord to be released throughout the Northwest. And man, even in Seattle, we had some people there last night. You should have seen the altar call in Seattle right now. Revival has landed. It is here. The glory is advancing. And I wish I could share what some of my prophetic seers are seeing and saw even last Sunday night. You would be blown away at what God is doing in the realm of the angelic and preparing us for what we have sown for 21 years this church too, to see Jesus reign over this city. Yet I sense in my heart that even though we're entering the season, we're going to also see some unsettling things. You know, that, that will almost seem like, if you're thinking in a monolithic, one-dimensional way, it's like, well, this can't be happening. We're supposed to be in the glory. What's going on? See, Don't get confused when things come up and they seem like a setback because Satan will want you to question God in the day of his power. Remember, in the garden, he did not tempt Adam and Eve with murder, greed, sin, theft. He tempted them to what? Not trust his word. Come on. So if I'm after something today, I want you to sell this. We got to get a hold of the word of God. 
Come on. And we cannot let go of it no matter what the circumstances say to us. We got to let the word speak. The better report. The better covenant. We don't question it. Here's what Jesus said about the word. John 663. Is that, is that the right? Thank you. I can see the reflection of the screen. I figured out, hey, I can see if I'm on the right slide or not. <laughs> it is the spirit who gives life. Flesh is no help at all. So stop trying to figure it out. Because it's the spirit who gives life. Words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. So in times of setback, we got to grab onto that word and we got to let that word feed us. We got to let that word sustain us. We got to let that word speak to us. Come on. We have to understand that how the kingdom of God advances. We need to understand that 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 it always revival always comes out of the worst of times. It always shows on the scene to shift the thing. So don't be like, well, I think things are getting worse. Good. Then revival must be getting closer. Come on. <laughs> because where when does the light shine? Isaiah 60. In the midst of growing darkness, thick darkness. And by the way, that darkness, while it can't overcome the light, it finds a way to advance through people who will partner with it and places who will receive it. Jesus said this about following him. And I want to I just tie this together with the scripture I just read because it's so important for us to understand. So he's, he's, he, he's there and there's this, this uh, Rich guy comes up to him and says, hey, I want to follow you. He says, awesome. Sell everything you have to the poor. Give everything you have to the poor and come follow me. And he just, it grieved him. And he says, I can't do it. That was the worst financial decision he ever made. No, seriously. It was the worst financial decision he made. Because of what Jesus says next. Jesus says then, Matthew 10, 29, let's put that up. I say to you truly, there's no one who has left houses, brothers, sisters, mothers and fathers or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake, but that he will receive a hundred times as much now. Oh, someday in heaven I'm going to have a mansion. No. Now. In this lifetime. In this present age, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers and fathers, along with persecution and in the age to come, eternal life. So think about this. You lay everything down for Jesus. Come on. And all of a sudden you're flooded with a hundred times more than what you laid down. You gave a thousand bucks. What do you get back if it's a hundred times more? Hundred thousand. Do you see why he made the worst financial decision in his life? You give up relationships because you want to follow Jesus and they won't, do, they won't do it. Suddenly you're flooded by people who will run with you, who will have your back, who will be your brothers and who will be your sisters, people who will be your kin. How would you feel? It's like, ha this is awesome. This is worth it. This is worth it. But what if in the middle of all that blessing, suddenly things start going sideways? Come on. Whether you get a little persecution, people start speaking lies about you. People start to prevent your advance they actively like like work against you or, or, or the enemy just comes to attack you with sickness relationship betrayals and you're like what happened 
come from? Did God take his hand off of my life? Am I out of the will of God? What we choose to believe in these times of adversity, wow, will determine the level of victory you will enter into. Let that sit on you for a little bit. Because we have to choose to trust his word. What Jesus said here is that we will receive a greater reward, but there will be persecution. Because when you rise, the enemy rises against you because he wants to stop your momentum because your momentum becomes the momentum for others. Once you get a victory and once you get a, once you get a testimony, it begins to propel things in the kingdom of God. So he's just like, I can't, I can't let that happen. That might start a movement. So, you know, we were shot for it last night and we were prayer walk teams and we did just, you guys did awesome and just, and you know, Sean, he honors all the apostles and leaders of the city. He says, pray for me. I want to come in and serve what God wants to do in the city. And the spirit of the Lord fell on that man. And his proclamations were so dead on. I was watching it. I'm like, oh my God. He is tapped into the field, the prophetic field of Portland. And he's releasing and he's advancing. And there's some things happening in the angelic realm I can't talk about right now. Because it might just distract you for the rest of the service. you're like, oh, I want to know more. But I'm just like, 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 it's so amazing. He was swept into that and and revived. Like I said, like just like the, the, the altar was flooded. There's people throwing drugs on the stage. I love that the fact that the, I actually saw somebody who was getting baptized. It's just as I was giving my life to Jesus and getting baptized when there was bombs going off. <laughs> like, ah! They thought that was cool. They were okay with a little persecution. <laughs> so you guys, these guys show up. You know, the gang that shows up all dressed in black. And they try to intimidate. Yeah, they try to intimidate. Yeah, one of them got saved. Our security team led him to the Lord. <laughs> and, and, and then they attack when it's the most vulnerable. Because they, they're like, oh, this is a big crowd. We can't do what we did the day before, which is attack a, a, a group of Christians who were down there. Uh, you know, and they, they, sprayed, they sprayed a black family. That children! Oh, we fight for black lives. Don't mess with me now. So they attacked the garage where it was vulnerable. And by the way, my son and my daughter predicted it. Got me out of there right in time. But Martine and the kids got stuck in it. And I was ticked off. And they now have claimed that this is going to be hot church summer. They have thrown gasoline at at entryways of churches. They have attacked churches. And they're not going to stop because they're Marxists. Steve, how do you know? My grandfather introduced communism to Cuba. Don't talk to me about Marxism because I know what it is. I know what it looks like. My whole family was trained in it. Even my family fought in, in, in Angola to bring it. That's where I come from. And we've been set free of it. 
You, you know why it always goes after the church? Because it is a hellish ideology that came actually from the Roman Empire that says government is your king. Government is your savior. But we gather together as a church under a different government. We are allegiance to a different king. And we won't bow down and say, oh yeah, you'll save us. Jesus said this about persecution in Matthew 4, 544. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray those who persecute you. Here's a challenge to all the prophetic leaders of the church. Let's get a strategy on how to pray for them. Let's get a strategy on how to pray for them and see God turn their lives around. Because there might be some actual redemptive things in there, why they're fighting and why they think they're fighting. But I believe that God right now wants to turn that around. And so I'm charging you right now. Get on your face before God. It says, God, give us a strategy how to pray for those who want to persecute your church. Because they're now calling us crystal fascist. And by the way, once they put the word fascist on you, then you're not worthy of living. But Jesus said, love your enemies. And in fact, he said this about persecution. In fact, anyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, this is 2 Timothy 3, 4, um, 3, 12. <laughs> You'll be persecuted. It's got a granite. It's in there. But here's the promise from Isaiah 43. The fire won't burn you. The fire won't burn you. The the flood won't overturn you and knock you off your feet because he will avenge us. And if we just stay the course, if we just stay in his presence and seek his glory, we stand on his word, which is what I'm having to do right now day by day. Day by day, I have to stand on the word of the Lord. It turns out I'm flooded by, I just get flooded by fatigue and just a feeling of exhaustion. It feels like life is just like leaving my body, you know. I just got to call upon the Lord. And I got to, I just begin to speak scriptures. And Clarine gave me some wonderful scriptures as I'm praying over you. It's like, that's what I'm praying. It's amazing. God is just confirming his word. I'm standing on a rock that is higher than my fatigue. And it is higher than my sickness. I'm standing on a rock. Mm. In a way, I'm passing through the valley of shadow of death. But there's only one problem. That's actually not the right interpretation. It's really not the valley of shadow of death, but the valley of dark shadow. That's actually the right interpretation. Because what it is, it's, it's, it's this sort of a unknowable shadow, this shifting shadow, this thing's like, man, what's going on here? Like, what's going to get me? We, we don't know. You're always on edge because the shadow, right, it brings confusion, it brings uncertainty. And it was there in that place where you're vulnerable and uncertain. And what did David say when he was passing through that valley? I will fear no evil. I don't even know what the evil looks like, but I'm not going to fear it. Wow. I will fear no evil. Because evil, and God, he touched it again today during worship. Fear has no, is to have no 
place in our lives because when we do, we're being disobedient to the Lord because 365 times in the word of God, we're told, do not fear. And you know why we're told, do not fear? If you, if, you, if you entertain fear, you entertain a hiding place for the enemy. Huh? Wrong spelling, but hey, you get it. Go with me. Right. Yeah. This is why it says, you know, David said, though I enter the valley of shadow of death, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to fear because I'm not going to make a place where the enemy can hide. Come on. Because I know who's with me. His rod, which is used for protection of the sheep. He's showing up with his rod. He's going to start bashing heads. <laughs> he's going he's to protect me with his rod. And he's going to hide me with, he's going to guide me with his staff. Therefore, I can be comforted that I know that I'm both protected and being guided through a place I've never been through before. I've never been through this before. But this is where my trust is. This is where my hope is. That he is with me, protecting me, guiding me. This is how we rise in glory out of darkness. But up Title of my message. <laughs> and so... And what I mean by one of the interpretations of glory, you guys know we've talked a lot about, is the, the interpretation given out of John 17, as Jesus says, the glory the Father has given me, so I've now given to them. That word glory, one of the definitions is perspective, mindset, point of view, the way I look at things. I see it through the glory of God, through the works of God, through the goodness of God. So often the devil tries to tempt us to try to get from God <laughs> because like, like, like if we don't actually see him we may not remember what he's already provided for us because a lot of people are trying to get from God what God's already provided Steve you just need God to heal you don't you well here's the deal I already got the healing I already got the healing because this is what he's promised. First Peter 2.14. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds we... What? What? Were? I just take it by faith possession of what was done for me. I just say I appropriate what Jesus accomplished. We rise in glory out of darkness with confidence in his word. If he said it, I believe it, and therefore I will live it. So when doctors gave me all the possible scenarios, and they did, it was like, and then you can do this, and then this could happen, and we could do this treatment, and then, you know, blah, 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 and you can, then you're going to have to do this other thing, and blah, blah, blah. and I just like, okay. You know what I did? I remember the word of the Lord over my life. I remember the destiny. I remember the call. I remember why I was born. If I don't, you get overwhelmed with the report. But whose report will you believe? We will believe on the part of the Lord. Psalms 138.2 says, he holds, he, he holds his words above his name. That way I can, and his name is powerful. 
It's, it's a name above every other name. And yet he says, my word is even higher. So trust it. You trust in my name, trust in my word. Psalms 138.2. Read it because we just got to meditate on that and say, Hi, God, how do I hold your name? How do I hold your word up? Because this is, this is how we're going to fight this battle. And I'm, I'm talking about the battle for Portland. I'm talking about the battle for your destiny. I'm talking about the battle for the things that the Lord is calling, not just, just, just myself, but this church into, and whether you overcome through the blood of the Lamb. And, 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 and I just got to say this. I don't, know, I don't know if this is up there. I don't know if I made this statement, uh, DJ, but listen to this. Whatever you overcome through the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, you gain authority over. So if you overcome cancer, you got authority over cancer. If you overcome, uh, you know, neuropathy, you got authority over it. Some of you in this room have authority over things you've overcome. And he wants to say, like, don't just sit on that authority. Because I've given you authority over the power of the enemy. That, that was power that came against you. But authority trumps power. I believe God wants to give this church authority over cancer. I believe that every sickness this body has ever experienced, he wants to give us authority over. Come on. Because we will not bow down to an inferior reality. We will bow down to the word of the Lord that says he's already finished it. It is done. It is finished. So whether you go through the fire, then it becomes a refining process. Where now... You don't live by the emotion of the moment, but by the word of, that proceeds out of his mouth. And, you know, it's been a refining process for me where you're just kind of like, man, you know, like, okay, God. What? It just starts, I just, he just took me back. Some of you guys read my post on Facebook. It took me back to why I was born. Started by me, by my God. He says, Oh man, <laughs> I got something to live for. I got something to live for. I'm called to be a reformer. Yeah. And man, you're gonna watch my post on Facebook. Steve's getting political. I am not. I am going after policies, breeded in lies that cultivate a garden of injustice. Because reformers aren't just wanting to get people saved. They want to get society saved. <laughs> they want it to reflect the kingdom of God. So the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And if you have never watched our 20th anniversary video, you need to watch it. Because you got to like, oh, that's what we're about. <laughs> just let you know. Listen, you, you need to know that, that, that we've been speaking about this glory, believing that Portland's going to be full of the glory. And, and, and so don't, don't think like, oh, Nirvana. No, because there's going to be persecution in it. <laughs> it's okay, though, because we are more than conquerors. Because he will not allow us to be burned. No, the flood to overturn us. Every time there's a threshold for promise, there's usually a fire on it or a flood on it. Then you got an old word about that. It's so good. But we don't have time. <laughs> I believe that God is saying right now, I'm going to teach you how to carry glory 
in the darkness. Teach you how to carry glory in the darkness. Not just any kind of darkness, but that Isaiah 60 darkness that, you know, that, that, that is that thick, persistent. I, I looked it up, and it's a per- thick, persistent layer, like a gooey, like, man, it's like, <laughs> like, 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 like goop. Darkness. So as the glory starts to rise, when he says, arise, shine, for your light has come. That's the focus, not the darkness. Although there's persistent darkness, specifically on people who are under the influence and partnership with rulers, authorities, powers, dominions, and with spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Yeah, they're there. They're real. But I love what Isaiah says. It says, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, deep darkness the people, but the Lord will rise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Ah, man. What is the darkness? What is this darkness? What could it look like in this season? It could look like an economic crash. It could look like more fires. It could look like, 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 like persecution and unrest. But if we rise, the glory of the Lord will shine and will be seen upon us. Our job is to appropriate what we've been given in the new covenant, the blood that has overcome the devil. The right to access every promise that is in Christ Jesus. So that every, who, who completed every covenant on the cross, his every covenant was completed. Because man broke all of them. <laughs> but Jesus stood in the gap and he finished it. That's why he said it's finished. <laughs> Some of these were like, oh, oh yeah, okay. The work of salvation is finished. Oh, it was more than that. I want the band to come up. And I want, I want uh, our, our host to begin to pass out the elements for communion. Revelation says this, that the saints overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and because they did not fear death. A test we, the church totally failed in this past season. There's people that still won't go to church because they fear death. But there's a remnant rising up not to stand in judgment, but to show the way. To show the way. To show the way. This is the great exchange. He became sin for us so that we could become right, the righteousness of God in him. So what, <laughs> what I'm going through right now feels like a valley of shadows. But you may be going through something that feels like a valley of shadows. But right now, if we just say, Lord, I'm just going to exchange this, Lord, this uncertainty for the certainty of what your word has said. The word of God on our lips in this season will be our testimony. What's your testimony? It's the word of the Lord. It's the testament of God's promises for us. It's the covenant he has made. This is the cup of the new covenant. Gives us access to the Father. By it, we're seated with him in heavenly places so that we can hear what Jesus is praying and start to pray those things. What he is declaring and declare those things. This is how we rise in glory 
in the midst of darkness. I believe for the overflow of Mark 10, a hundred times more. And the persecution will not distract us into questioning the word of the Lord. The adversity will not distract us. We know that we are his, so we will not be overwhelmed. We will not get burned. You're holding in your hands something sacred. The covenant of Jesus with his church. But it's for those who believe and have given their lives to Jesus. If you have not given your life to Jesus, please do not take this yet. I want Reza to come up and just invite you into this life. Yeah, so I just want to share some really good news with you today. Who needs some good news? So the good news is that God the Father, He decided out of His great love and His great mercy to empty heaven of its best, to send His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to come down to earth. And Jesus lived on earth. He was, a, he was fully man and he was fully God and he lived among us, he suffered with us, but he lived without sin and he went around destroying the works of the devil. He healed the sick, he raised the dead, he cast out demons. And then it was the religious and political people of the time who decided to put him to death on a cross. And as he hung on that cross, he took the full torment of the kingdom of darkness upon his soul he took excruciating pain upon his body. He was beaten. He hung with, with nails in his hands, in his feet. And as he hung there, I want you to know today that he was thinking about you. He looked into the future. He saw everything that you would go through. He saw you in your rebellion. He saw you in your sinful state. He saw the trauma, the suffering you went through. And he said, you're worth it. I will go. He said, Father, send me. I will go and I will die for her. I will go and I will die for him. And he hung there on that cross for you as a propitiation for your sins. He took them all upon himself. And then he died. He went down into hell. And as his body laid in the tomb for three days, he was down in hell and he was conquering Satan. He conquered the powers of darkness. And then on the third day, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he rose up from that grave. And today, he is saying, do you want to come out of the grave with me? That's what he's saying to you today. Because every single person who believes in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and confesses with their mouth, they will be saved. Because guess what, guys? After he rose up from the grave, then he ascended into heaven and he is still there. He is seated at the throne of God. He is alive. Our God is not dead. He is alive. And if you decide today to turn from the life that you have been living, you've been going this way, you've been living for yourself, and Jesus is saying, will you turn? Will you repent? Repentance means to just turn. 
to just turn and say, I'm gonna go this way, I'm gonna follow Jesus, I'm gonna make Him the Lord of my life. Today is a new day and Jesus is saying, do you wanna come, do you wanna follow me today? Today, there is an opportunity for a fresh start. And so if that is you, your heart might actually be pounding right now. That is the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. He's knocking on the door of your heart and He's saying, will you let me in? So if that is you, today, I'm just gonna ask you to boldly stand. I'm gonna count to three. And as you stand, it's gonna be a declaration to the powers of hell. I don't belong to Satan anymore. I belong to Jesus Christ. So right now, on three, stand to your feet. One, two, three. Jesus, I belong to you. I'm living for you, you alone. I don't belong to the enemy anymore. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Church family, can you just surround our brothers here? Just cover them in, in prayer. You just want to pray with me today? Today's a new day. It's such a good day. And Jesus is just saying to you, my son, welcome home. <laughs> so if you just want to pray this prayer with me, just say, Jesus, today I make you the Lord of my life. I repent of all my sins, and I thank you that you are my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. And right now, Jesus, I choose to forgive every person who has ever hurt me and I release all unforgiveness as you have forgiven me I choose to forgive them and I break the chains of unforgiveness and bitterness in my life in Jesus name and I receive the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus name Amen. Ah, let's all stand to our feet. It's a good song. Wow. I just um, want to appropriate. Want to appropriate this thing right now to our lives. Take the bread out. Jesus said, this is my body that was broken for you. Remember that. So all our brokenness, we say, Jesus, I thank you that you're taking it. I thank you that you're taking it. And now, Lord God, we receive the wholeness that comes from you. We receive the wholeness. By your stripes, we were healed. So today we appropriate the healing. Come on. The healing of the stripes of Jesus on the body of Jesus. Let's eat this bread together. This is the blood that was shed for us. This represents the blood shed for us. That we might be free. That we might be the sons of God. 
This is the blood that gives us authority over all the power of the enemy. This is the blood that hell has no answer to. And so right now, Lord, we appropriate the power of the blood of Jesus to give us the strength to fear not. To give us the strength, Lord God, to stand in boldness and not fear death, not fear evil, because we know that you are with us. And we thank you for the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus right now. Whoa, come on, come on. I, I believe there's some sickness in this room that right now, as we, it's, it's you, we're going to take this. This thing is just going to be like, it's just going to like wash it away. Wash it away. Issues with pancreases. Yeah, yeah. Right now. I even claim that for Kai. Yeah. I just thank you, Father, for the power of the blood of Jesus. Oh, to make whole pancreases that have been made ill. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We just thank you right now for a brand new, brand new life in Christ Jesus. Because this, this, what overcomes the world a people who believe in what your word says about your blood and so we now appropriate the blood of Jesus to let us walk in the power and the authority of the name that is above every name let's drink together do this thing would you put your hands over your eyes in the name of Jesus Right now, the Lord is anointing you to see glory above the darkness. The Lord is anointing you to grab a hold of the glory He has purposed for you. <sighs> to see the light of the glory of the Lord that is shining upon you. Lord, I pray that you open up our eyes to the light. Open up our eyes to the light. Open up our eyes to the light at work, in the store, at home, wherever we go. I thank you, Father, that you're opening up our eyes to walk in the light as you are in the light. Hmm. And to partner with what the light is doing right now. Thank you, Jesus, that you're putting in us a tenacious spirit that is not ruled by what comes at us, but is ruled by who lives in us. <laughs> so I thank you, Father, for that grace right now just being poured out. Being poured out. Being poured out. Being poured out. And I say to you, you will accomplish every purpose that you were born and created to do. The works created for you to do before the foundations of the earth will shall be accomplished as you seek to live in the light and get your strength from his word. In Jesus' name. Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org.